Angelo once said, Courage is the most important of all the virtues, because without courage, you can't practice any other virtue consistently. Welcome to Building Grit, one call at a time. Every human being will be faced with a massive challenge. How you deal with problems is based on grit, determination, perseverance, and will. On this show, we talk to people who face challenges and how they dealt with them. This is Building Grit, one call at a time. And this is your host, Nick Wingo. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Building Grit, one call at a time. Uh, Man, tonight I wanted to jump on and I just wanted to take the opportunity to just talk Myself, uh, I have spent a lot of time speaking to guests about their stories. I've spent a lot of time talking to other people and just kind of getting their perspective on life or hearing about the crazy things that have happened to them or, you know, what's going on with them. And I, you know, I saw this last few weeks has been an interesting time for me. And so I thought this would be a good time for me to jump on and just talk about my most recent experience of what's happened with me and how I'm dealing with that and how I'm pushing forward. So on about mid-October, my dad caught COVID. I thought that he was going to be okay. Uh, He was, you know, he was sick, but he was kind of up and down, not terribly sick, however, you know, fairly sick. And he got to the point where he wasn't getting up and moving. And now that I know what had happened, I didn't know this at the time, but he had stopped taking his insulin for three days straight. So three days of not having his insulin, he was in what we call DKA, diabetic ketoacidosis. Uh, His blood sugar was 560. He was uh, having Kussmaul's reservations. Uh, So for those of you that are listening, if you're not not familiar with the medical term, Kussmaul's respirations is a um, pattern of breathing when you get acidotic from having really high blood sugar levels, uh, your body tries to breathe off that acidity. But, and they do that by these respirations that we call Kussmaul's res- respirations. And so I went downstairs and I saw that he was having these Kussmaul respirations. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's in DKA. I knew right away. I knew that he was really sick, uh, not necessarily because of the COVID, but just because of the fact that his blood sugar was just really, really high. So I went to the hospital. He spent some time in the ICU. And he was, uh, he obviously was COVID positive. Well, the pro- one of the major problems they were having is his blood sugars were ranging from 40 to 600. And when your body is having to fight the blood sugars like that, it, you know, it can't heal. And so all the while he's not moving, he's not getting up and moving. And this COVID is starting to work on his lungs. He already had a weak heart. He has, was supposed to have a bypass surgery and was unable to have a bypass surgery about eight years ago. Uh, instead, they've just put four stents in his heart. They should have probably done bypass surgery, but his heart was not strong enough. And so what it came down to is that my dad got COVID and then his diabetes was not controlled. And that coupled with the fact that he was on an immune suppressant because he was a a kidney transplant recipient and he had a weak heart. So he was unable to fight through COVID and he succumbed to it. He passed away on Halloween morning. Uh, Luckily, we had the chance to go in. He had coded at like four in the morning. 
Uh, he coded a second time at like 6 a.m. They had called us out and said, hey, if you want to see him, like this is your opportunity to come see him. So we did. We went up and saw him up in the hospital. And man, I, I just, I knew, like I knew we got suited up and I knew, like I knew it was his time. I knew it was time for him to leave this world. You know, it's it's crazy looking back because there's some things that I'm going to talk about that had happened that kind of prepared me for this and I, that I wasn't even really aware of. But when I was in that ICU room, there was, you know, my sister, one, one of my sisters was able to be there. The other one was not, which was devastating. But watching her, she gave her kidney to him. She She's devastated. She's wrecked. It means he got three years of life only three years after she donated her kidney to him. And so she is having a rough time with that. Uh, and rightfully so. She feels robbed because she felt like she that the key would at least get 10 years of time off that. And so did all of us. But there was, when I was in there, um, there I saw the drips and I just know too much. They were artificially holding his blood pressure up. Uh, they were using a drug called levofedra, you know, the kind of nickname for when she get the levofedra, it's like the kind of slang is that you leave them dead. And so I knew, I knew he was going to die, but I was drawn on his right arm. For some reason I was drawn to, the, he had a tattoo of Jesus with the crown of thorns on, on his right forearm. And I was drawn to that. And then I was drawn to the tattoo that's on his right, right above that on his, on his elbow, on the right side, that same side. And it was a tattoo that was life and death in the same word. And if you look at it one way, it says life. And if you flipped it upside down the other way, it said death. And so I was just reminded that there is no guarantees in life. There is nothing you are guaranteed to have other than that you will die. You will not come out of this world with anything that you bring into it. You will not continue to live on with all these things that you accumulate and gather. And it's just not going with you. You know, my dad is now it ashes in a for so those of you who follow me on, on facebook you saw his urn it's a motorcycle tank with a picture of him being santa claus and you know there's there's a couple things like right now that i have going on with work where i'm you know i'm, I'm having these this stuff where i'm having to see a psychologist psychiatrist like you name it i'm seeing seeing all kinds of them because i've got some stuff personally i'm dealing with some stuff from work just all the fucked up shit i've seen for 18 years of my life has really taken a toll on me but looking back there's one incident that happened that we got in a fight about a heater in the garage i had asked him for some help to get this heater installed he was, he he was like, oh, I don't really want to do it. I'm like, Dad, I really need your help with this. Can you like, can you do this? Can you help me out? So he called out the heater guy, and then the day that the heater guy was gonna be there, he wasn't there, and he called me and he's like, Where are you at? And I'm like, Well, I'm out doing stuff. I'm busy, man. And he's like, Well, the heater guy is gonna be there in ten minutes. I'm like, Well, I can't fucking be there. And he got super uber pissed off, and I was like, You know what? Fuck it. I'll just deal with it, just like I fucking deal with everything else around here uh, at the house. So I came home, I deal with it, we get in this huge fight, and you know, there's some things that were said on both ends that were not right or not good or just, but there's one thing that happened that I'm so grateful for, is that, you know, I swallowed my pride, and I went to him, and I said, look, dude, what is going, I said, first of all, my approach was terrible, I apologize, I shouldn't have came out you like you did, you know, I swallowed my pride, and, and I just said, hey, like, my bad. Lesson to be learned if you want something out of life, if you're the f willing to go first and, and swallow your pride, it's going to get you a lot further in life and you're going to get things, the things you want a lot easier. 
because if I give you what you want, you're going to give me what I want. Okay. And so I, I had said like, dude, what is going on? And then I kind of said like, what, what the fuck is going on? And he, he said, I don't know. And I said, what the fuck do you want in life? What is it that you want? Just like that. Like, what the fuck do you want, dad? What is it that you want out of life that you're missing out on? And he couldn't tell me, but there's, there's something that happened in that moment is he told me, look, son, I, I'm blind. I can't see. I'm deaf. I can't hear. I'm in pain. I am. I, I'm unstable. I'm unhappy. I don't have anything that drives me. He just spilled out onto me that he just had no idea what he wanted out of life, that he was uber frustrated and he just didn't know what to do or where to go or how to go about life. And then that, then he, he hugged me. We embraced. And that was the last time that we ever embraced. And so I am grateful for that fight because I would have never hold my dad or held my dad or hugged my dad the way I did had it not been for that fight. And so that was the last time. That was the last time I embraced my father like that in a moment of just pure love. And so I feel so, and that was a man, he was a man that was, he was a good man. He had good intent and he wanted the best for me and he wanted the best for our family. He just didn't know how to show affection. And there's a whole story behind why he didn't. His dad died when he was 10 and then his mom abandoned him. She left him at his grandmother's house and she went out and started living with another man. And so he was really bitter at life. And so for the, considering the circumstances, he did a pretty good fucking job being a dad. And looking back now, like I know that now. I know that he did the best job that he knew how to do. That was what he knew. And considering he did a pretty good fucking job, you know, there was times that like, I got my ass beat or, you know, I, there was times that he, you know, there was things that I felt like wasn't fair. And and, and I mean, I got a couple of bruises a couple of times and it probably was not necessarily the best way to deal with something. But I tell you what, like I, I'm the man I am today because of that man. And so I am grateful for that. Well, you know, how will I deal with my kids? It'll be different. But here's the thing is I was dealt a different hand than he was dealt. He didn't die when I was a kid and then I didn't get left. Like, so I can take what he taught me and then I can just make that better. And so like as a parent, it's our job to make our kids better than we were. Right. And so I see that now as an adult who has kids, I see that it's now my opportunity to do that much better for my kids and help them to get that much further along in life and do so much more than I would have ever done or will ever could ever do uh, considering my circumstances. So losing my dad, it's just been such an eye opener for me. I'm just reminded that we should be ever present in every moment. Because I look back and I'm like, fuck, man, I wish I would have done this or I wish I would have done that. And so why do we do that in life? Why is it that we live in this constant state of I should have or I wish I would have or I, you know, I should be doing this or I should be doing that? Like, why aren't we fucking doing it? Like today I went out and I made a snowman with my kids because I am never going to get that time back. I am never going to get the time back if I just don't take the time to go out and be with my kids and hang out with them. Like, it's going to pass. And then they're going to turn 18 and they're going to move out and it's going to be over with. And so I would encourage you, if you're a business owner, if you're an entrepreneur, like, that's awesome. You should work your fucking ass off and get whatever it is that you want. If you have kids, you should also remember your kids. Like, your kids literally 
they're asking for 30 minutes of your day. And right now, especially, especially right now with COVID and like all this shit going down, like talk to your kids and see what they're feeling, see what they're thinking. Try to understand what's going on with them so you can help them get through that shit, right? Like one of the things I'm so grateful for from the death of my dad is that I just stopped for a minute and I just took a deep breath and I was like, okay, what am I doing with my life and what can I be doing better? How can I be doing it better? What are the things that I can start to improve on? Well, one of the things is, is I can be more present with my kids, right? That's something I can control right in this moment. And so I have just been trying every day to do at least 30 minutes of time with my kids because they're they're going to grow old and they're not going to want to hang out with me and they're not going to want to be part of my life. And so I don't want to miss out on that. I don't want to miss out on those times. I don't want to miss out on those things. Really think about what it is that you're doing and why you're doing it. Because at the end of the day, when you get in bed, if you're not happy when you're getting in bed or you don't feel fulfilled, then why are you doing what you're doing? And why aren't you taking the time to do something different? Why aren't you figuring out what it is that's going to fulfill you and make you happy? You know, right now, it's a constant talk in our home is like, hey, what is, what's going to make us happy? What are the things we want on a life? What is our vision? What's our mission, vision, values? What are the things that we're not willing to waver on? Why are we doing what we're doing? And what is the ultimate like, where are we headed? What is the direction we're headed at? You know, and, and, and here's the thing is, you know, so often we, like, it's great to create these visions and these goals. Like, you know, it's good to have those. It's also good. It's only as good as the action that you take, right? So you, if you write down these mission, vision, values, you have got to take some type of action. And so what am I doing right now in my life? Uh, right now, I am grieving because that is what I need to do. And that's what's going to help me move forward. Let me repeat that. All I'm doing right now is I'm fucking grieving. And you know why I'm grieving? Because I have 18 years of shit that I have pent up death. I mean, just countless amounts of death, dead kids, dead teenagers, dead, you know, just all ages of death, traumatic death, suicides, accidental death, overdoses, you know, you name it. I have seen it. I have seen a lot of bad, bad shit. I've seen somebody, I've seen several people have been murdered. Like I have seen legit, nasty, negative, gross shit. And what I've done throughout my entire life is that I have taken that shit instead of allowing it just to pass through me and to grieve it. I've imprinted it on my heart and I've shoved it fucking down and I've not grieved it. And I've just dealt with it. And I have just had the mentality of suck it up, Sally. This is what you signed up for. Uh, now you got to deal with it. My dad dying gave me the ability to grieve. And so for whatever fucking day it is, I'm late recording this podcast again. I'm doing it earlier than I did last week. Last week, I freaking recorded it on Thursday and I released it on Friday. This week, it's Tuesday and we're we're going to release on Friday. So I'm I'm doing better. I'm moving forward. But, you know, this is... I think the 23rd or something like that. My dad died on October 31st. So I've been fucking grieving for like 24 days, but that's what I need to do. I need to grieve because 18 years of death. If you put in perspective, 24 days of grieving is not that much time. Like, you know, and I have like, I have days where I'm, I'm okay. You know, and I have days where I feel like I don't want to get out of fucking bed, but I still get out of bed. I still try to get some type of movement in. I got to be honest with you. I haven't worked out every fucking day. I haven't, 
I have walked outside every day, like I've committed to. I've continued to stick on that path of walking outside every day. Uh, it's not been as long as I may have wanted it to be, but you know, I still have got outside and walked. You know, I I am really trying every single day. I'm not trying. I am doing something, some type of actionable item every single day that's going to continue to help me get through this uh, and move forward. You know, I, I had a I met with like a counselor and. I was just reminded that right now what I need is just that time to grieve, just that time to work through it. That's my actionable item right now. And so if you're listening to this and you are someone like myself and you just haven't had the time to grieve, you haven't taken that time to grieve, like that's pretty important shit because if you're mental, if you're not mentally clear, like if you are not at a state of mental clarity, Like, how the fuck do you expect to do anything else in life? I guarantee you, when you have mental shit going on, you are not going to be able to do anything. It's fucking, it's debilitating. Like, it will take you out worse than the flu or COVID or anything else. Like, when your mentality is fucked up and you can't get through stuff, man, that's just, that's so much worse than all the other shit. And so... I just want to remind you to just accept yourself for where you are and just be encouraged that you're not alone and you're not the only one hurting. Like my fucking world is turned upside down right now, but I can guarantee you something. I'm going to continue to do my podcast. I'm going to continue to do the things that have pushed me forward. I'm going to continue to keep on fighting and moving forward. And I encourage you to do the same thing because you're not alone. You're not the only one that's going through shit. And you know what? There's people that are going through worse shit than me. Like, I'm, I'm sure there's people that have way worse shit going on than me, you know? And and I'm, I'm in the space that I'm in, and you're in the space that you're in. And I would never judge your space and how you grieve or how you feel about that space, because it's your space, it's not mine, and I'm not you. So why would you let anybody else tell you how you need to handle your shit or grieve through your shit? Like, you know, I mean, obviously, getting advice from friends and getting advice from people is good, but it's only as good as you're willing to take it and as, as far as you're willing to go with it. So I really appreciate you guys stopping in to listen to this podcast today. I help, hope that this helps you out in some shape or form. I appreciate you guys listening. You guys are amazing. Thanks for sticking with me. I'm going to start bringing back on some guests real soon here, but I just needed to jump on tonight and just record this podcast about what's going on with me, what I'm working through. Let you guys know that I appreciate you tuning in with me and listening to me. I hope you guys have an amazing day. I can't wait to catch you guys next week. You've been listening to Building Grit, one call at a time. Everyone faces challenges, and we talk to people who use grit to be triumphant. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show, and we hope you had some fun along the way. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with Nick on Facebook at Nick Wingo and on Instagram at building underscore grit. And remember, victory is always possible for the person who refuses to stop fighting. This is Building Grit One Call at a Time, signing off.